welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, joined always with my insufferable co-host, Donna Lee. Mm, insufferable, that's a big word. Yeah. That sounds negative. It does sound negative, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> she's very sufferable. In fact, she's Thank wonderful you. and lovely and uh, really the heart of this show. That's right. And uh, really exemplifies the very nature of our practice. NAU Urology Specialist is who's bringing you this show. It's a practice that I started in 2007. We take care of everything between the nipple and the knees. That's right. Nipples and the knees and NAU stood for North Austin Urology. But then we had to change the name because mm -hmm. we went to South Austin and Dripping Springs and it sounded weird. That's right. Because we're worldwide in Central Texas. Yeah. I guess Westlake Dermatology can go anywhere because oh, that's right. there's a lake everywhere, I guess. And their branding's pretty awesome. They just have hot chicks on billboards. <laughs> They don't even know their name. It's just, well, it's just their name. Westlake Dermatology, Hot Chicks. <laughs> hot Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, how do people get a hold of us and how do people uh, become our patients? You can become our Hot Chick patients by calling 512-238-0762 or you can reach out to us through our website, armormenshealth.com. Please send us any questions you might have that we'll answer on the show anonymously. And again, that's armormenshealth.com. What are we going to talk about today, Dr. Mystery? Well, um... You know, if you're listening to this show, either on the radio or through our widely available podcast, you may think to yourself, man, they can talk about whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And that's true. There's no FCC warnings in this <laughs> podcast. So today I wanted to talk about prostate cancer treatment and uh, some of the special things that uh, patients can expect uh, if they're looking for an advanced prostate cancer workup. Mm, a light topic. Great. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> prostate cancer is the most common cancer that is non-skin a non-skin cancer mm. diagnosed in men in the United States. Wow. But it doesn't kill a lot of men. Right. And so uh, there's a, a lot of different stories that men have in their minds out there, depending on their own experience with prostate cancer and other cancers. Right. If you had a father that died of prostate cancer, now you're going to be really scared of it. Mm -hmm. And if your father had it but died of something else, then you may not be scared of it. And so what ends up happening is people's own experience with prostate cancer and their doctor's perspective on prostate cancer mm -hmm. really shade how people get treatment. So it's not like there's an algorithm. It isn't cancer A gets this treatment, cancer B gets this treatment, not like lymphoma or leukemia. There's just a lot of what we call shared decision-making in the process to decide what to do for prostate cancer. Okay. So um, last week, we diagnosed a 62-year-old professor. He was smart. You know, that's what we mean by that. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Oh. He wasn't a professor of urology. Okay. No. And he had four areas of his prostate that, that were diagnosed, you know, with prostate cancer. Wait, four areas of his prostate? Four areas of the prostate. Four of the 12 biopsy sections that were taken okay. found him to have prostate cancer. Oh, okay. And I thought the, the guy needed to have a more aggressive approach to his treatment. Mm -hmm. But he, quote unquote, read uh -oh. up on prostate cancer and convinced himself that he didn't need to have treatment. So he doctor Googled it? He doctor Googled himself. Okay. And so I asked him, you know, you're a professor. Are you a professor of urology? Like, oh, do you study this? Like, Did all somebody the time? in the background go, burn? Do you, do you treat this? <laughs> did you dedicate your life to it? Did you spend years researching it? Oh, no. Do you have to, have you taken care of men who've died of this issue? Like, and I didn't say any of these things, but- In your head, you did. That's the problem is, um, oh. is that, uh, you know, when it comes to such a specific area like prostate cancer, mm -hmm. you really need to get a lot of advice from experts. And prostate cancer is a great example of that. And so I sat him down and I showed him the data. 
And I showed him the data that if he treats this aggressively, that his chance of dying from prostate cancer in the next 15 years drops to nearly zero. Wow. But if we wait five years and allow this thing to grow, he's a healthy 62-year-old man. Yeah. He's going to be maybe not as healthy of a 67-year-old man. And if he doesn't want to suffer the consequences or the side effects of treatment, then I wanted to explore less invasive ways of treating prostate cancer that we offer and other people offer. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we offer is called focal therapy, Mm F-O-C-A-L. Now, the prostate's an organ. It looks like a you know, walnut, they say. Right. It's actually bigger than a walnut. So the normal size of a prostate is bigger than a walnut because I always have a walnut I think in my it's, head. I mean, I've taken a so lot out. So many nuts so, in you so guys. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, we're nuts about urology. <laughs> um, and so when it comes to the prostate, uh, when we do the biopsy, nowadays especially, we have a very good idea of where the cancer is. Uh, okay. Well, is that you, sort of recent, the MRI-guided biopsies? It's it's, it's recent doing? in that it's a, it's like 10 years old. Okay. Uh, so in the history of humanity, it's recent. <laughs> <laughs> As is everything else. <laughs> so, so it's about 10 years old. Okay. But what's really cool about it, uh, which I know that we do and utilize, is that in three dimensions... I know where the biopsy was in the prostate because it gets it gets recorded oh. in, in a three-dimensional model. Okay. So I know exactly where your cancer is because of the biopsy. Okay. In three dimensions. And so after I have this information, I can actually tailor a program in which we just treat where the cancer is. Mm-hmm. So let's say you just have cancer in one or two areas. We can actually do a treatment that just kills the cancer where it is. That's called focal therapy. Okay. And that there are sense. several different technologies that we offer and several that we don't, but are available, and we can help guide you to find out where those people are. Mm-hmm. So focal therapies that we offer include high-intensity focused ultrasound, HIFU therapy. We've been doing it for many years. Uh, our program here in Austin is probably one of the busiest in the country. We probably do somewhere between six and eight HIFUs a month, mm-hmm. uh, which may not sound like a lot, but I promise you is a lot. It's a lot. I'm a proctor uh, for the technology. I've been to UCLA to help teach them how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you teach local urologists. And local it. urologists. And so the HIFU program allows me to focally treat prostate cancer with an ultrasound that's done transrectally. What does that mean? Through the rectum. Okay. Just like your biopsy is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no radiation involved. And the heat is just where the focus of the ultrasound is focused at in the prostate. So the rectum remains safe. And so there are few there are fewer issues in terms of complications. So yeah, fewer side effects because it's so targeted. It's so targeted. So okay. so people generally retain their erections. People generally do not become incontinent. And these are the kinds of things people worry about with more advanced treatments. Right. This is covered by insurance, mostly. It's certainly covered by Medicare. Uh, and if it's not covered by your insurance, then we do it for $13,500. Okay. Which is one third of the price that you get charged Up anywhere north. else, essentially. So right. uh, it's anywhere between thirty dollars and $50,000 mm-hmm. elsewhere. And we do it because we do a lot of them. And, um, you know, I don't, I always hated it when price was the major determining factor on, right. on what kind of treatment somebody got. Yeah. Uh, other types of focal therapy that are offered, that we offer, one is called NanoKnife. This is super cool, okay? Mm-hmm. We essentially, we form like an electrical cage around the cancer hmm. using little needles. Really? And then we zap the cancer in the middle. Oh. It's called, uh, 
irreversible electroporation. Say that seven times. No, you can't say it once. <laughs> and so it uses electricity to kind of, you know, electrocute the cancer okay. inside. Is that like cyber knife? Is nano knife the same thing? No. Oh, they're different. Cyber knife is radiation. Oh, I see. Okay. This uses electricity to kill something in between. So okay. uh, it's a super cool technology. It's also occasionally covered, not always. Uh, but if you're interested in a non-heat-based, electricity-based treatment, that's what it would be. Okay. Um, there's a treatment called Tulsa that uses ultrasound. But instead of going from the rectum up to the prostate, it goes from the urethra out to the huh. prostate. Wow. We don't offer Tulsa here, but I have a good friend in, in Oklahoma who does it. <laughs> uh, I have a good friend in uh, San Antonio, uh, Dr. Naveen Kella, who does it. Oh. And then I think there's a, there's a center in Dallas that does it too. I hadn't so we, heard of that one. So we would get you there if you were interested in that. Uh, we offer um, uh, at least a referral uh, to a laser uh, prostate cancer specialist down in, uh, in, in, da in Galveston who does <laughs> it through an MRI. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can have cryotherapy where we freeze it. So you can freeze it, you can electrocute it, you can heat it up, you can laser it. We have so many different wow. ways of treating uh, prostate cancer in a focal way. And how many treatments like this were there back in the day, like 20, 30 years ago, like one option, the you prostatectomy? Had, you only had a radical prostatectomy that was an open, yeah, in which we routinely lost two to three liters of blood. Oh my you know, Routinely. Really? It happened. My first prostatectomy that was open, I don't know. I had to, I walked out of there like it's bloody. Oy. And but now we do it differently, robotically, and it, far less blood loss. Uh, and there was radiation, and oh. that was it. And so today, wow. the world has really changed when it comes to treatment options for prostate cancer. So if if the message that I'd like people to be left with is get a second opinion on your prostate cancer treatment, mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself. L understand the numbers, understand the treatment options, and remember that your treatment is going to be largely biased based upon the experience of your doctor mm -hmm. and your own experience. And uh, what I say to patients, it's, it's a lot of, it's more psychology than biology sometimes when it comes to the mm, decision-making process for prostate cancer. How do people become our patient, Donna? Call us if you want your second opinion with Dr. Mystery at 512-238-0762 or reach out to us through our website, armormenshealth.com. And please listen to our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Armour Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your esteemed host, with my self-esteemed co-host, Donnelly. Self-esteemed. I think, love that you... You think a lot of yourself. <laughs> I do, but you introduced yourself as esteemed, so good luck with that. There you go. You're very esteemed. I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. We love to talk about everything from the nipples to the knees. And all the dirty parts uh, in between. And all the dirty parts in between. And... Uh, <laughs> This uh, show is brought to you by the urology practice that I started in 2007, NAU Urology Specialist. Donna, how do people become a patient of ours or ask us questions for the show? I'm sure you've memorized this by now. It's 512-238-0762. You can even ask for me. Our website is armormenshealth.com. You can also submit your questions that we'll answer anonymously to that website, armormenshealth.com. There's a little button at the top that says submit your question. Or you can also email us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. That's A-R-M-O-R. -R. And check out our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Please follow us. Share this with your friends. Make us the number one most amazing podcast in the world. I love hearing that you listen to the show when you come in as a patient or even when you're the spouse or the child or parent of a patient. And so please uh, let us know if you're listening uh, when Want you come into the office. Let if us you know. Want a yeah, we do have quite a few t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to give you one. Please. So... 
Prostate cancer is uh, on my mind uh, here. We're seeing a lot more prostate cancer. Uh, I think there was a delay during the pandemic with mm. people getting a lot of care. Did you see an uptick of people's prostate cancer being more um, further along than usual, like right after the pandemic and people started coming in again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, geez. And it's so hard to get into the doctor now. It's hard for people to yeah. get, you know, the it, everything in the service industry has really made it difficult for a lot of self-care. Right. The doctor's office doesn't answer the telephone, even mm -hmm. though in our practice we're at 89% phone answering. So please call us. I know. Pretty proud of that. We have like 100 people in the call center we, now. We have a lot of people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a problem to get in because doctors are busy. Doctors mm -hmm. have retired. Urologists, you know, there can be an average wait time of months to see anybody, but mm -hmm. not here. We just added two new doctors, so you can get in right away. We had two new doctors and two more APPs, yeah. advanced practitioner providers. So, you know, we're, we're gearing up to be able to see you and take care of you quickly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when it came to primary care, people just delayed care. People didn't want to go to the doctor's office. They were scared of going to the doctor's office for fear mm -hmm. of getting sick, right? How, right? how backwards is that? That's crazy. And so uh, we're seeing people that present to us later with more advanced disease and being a little bit like careful and reticent for treatment. Mm -hmm. Financially, people are worried. Things are going to cost them money. And so when it comes to prostate cancer treatment, there ends up being a lot more considerations than just, is this going to kill me or not? Which right. really should be the only concern. Like yeah. in the end, you want to make sure that you are properly treating and addressing a condition that could, you know, shorten your life. Right. So we diagnose prostate cancer quite frequently. I probably say maybe seven to 10 cases just in my clinic uh, a week. A week? A week. That's awful. It's a, it's, it is a very commonly diagnosed cancer. And one of the procedures that we offer is the robotic radical prostatectomy. It sounds intense. It is intense. Every time you say it, I'm like, ugh. Oof. I don't want a prostate. <laughs> you have a lot of parts that come out too robotically. Trust me, lady. <laughs> so um, when it comes to the robotic prostatectomy, it is a technology that's been around for many years. It was introduced in the second year of my residency. Like 100 years ago? 2002, you know. Wow. And urologists were really the trailblazers when it came to robotic surgery. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> when it comes to using a surgical robot, we, it had to accomplish several tasks. Number one, it had to make something you were already doing better. Right. You couldn't make it worse. Number two, it had to be a skill set that was easy to learn. If it was too hard, then nobody was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And number three, you had to have an institution that was willing to invest the money to use something mm. that didn't even have a use. You know, it's, oh. a, it's a $1 million doorstop. I was going to say, it's an expensive use. And the very first few robotic processes we did uh, we were not very good at them. I bet. Uh, now I was in training, so there was a you know there was a senior doctor that gets the blame <laughs> for all you. this. But um, the cases took eight to ten hours. Uh, frequently, there were complications, and we were just learning, you know, How where we what, what to do. So ectomy means to remove, prostatectomy means remove the prostate. For the layman people out there like myself, what? How do you remove a prostate with a robot? That's a great question. So the robot is controlled by me. Uh, on a console right next to the patient. So I'm not scrubbed in at the time. Right. I have an assistant that's scrubbed in or sterile, helping me with the suction and different kinds of retraction and stuff like that. Okay. And the robot has four different laparoscopic instruments inserted into the body. Oh, okay. So one is the camera, mm -hmm. and then there are three arms that control instruments that work just like a human hand. They're, they're, they're really quite 
impressive. Where are all these four things in? The, the booty hole? No, they're oh. in through small incisions. <laughs> I'm thinking of the prostate. <laughs> they're in small incisions that are made in the abdomen. Oh, okay. It's a good Aren't question. You glad I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, you never know what your listeners are I wondering never about. Thought. You know, yeah. never know. So, so we make small incisions in the abdomen, okay, uh, all above like the belly button and to the right and left the belly button. Okay. And we fill the abdomen with carbon dioxide to puff it up. Oh. And you look like you know Pillsbury Doughboy. Really? That's right. And then we put these instruments, and each instrument, each port is only eight millimeters in length. And how big is that? Like quarter of an inch less than how much is eight yeah it's, it's, it's about it's about like a third of an inch okay and so each of those incisions we put the instrument through mm-hmm. and then we remove the prostate the prostate is one of the most inaccessible organs in, right? the, in the human body you know how does it remove though if it's like the size of a grapefruit it, it remember it's two walnuts right but don't they get some get bigger some do get bigger but luckily okay. most of them are about the size of two walnuts okay and so um we go go down and then we find the walnut-sized prostate. Right. And then we we have to separate it from the bladder because it's attached. Okay. And then we have to separate it from the urethra because it's attached. And then we remove it. And then you suture those. And then, and then you got to sew the bladder back down to the urethra. Holy moly. Wow. And then on top of that, there's a, there's a thin film of skin on the prostate where the nerves live that, that, that control your erections. Okay. We have to like... It's almost like taking an apple and just barely shaving off the peel. Mm. And you have to, you can't take any peel and you can't take any apple. Like it's got to be perfect to be able to keep your erections. Okay. And so this skill set is something that many urologists have developed over years. Uh, I certainly have been, you know, making that uh, integral part of our practice for the last 16 years since I started. Mm -hmm. And literally done thousands of robotics cases now. So with all the new technology there, are you doing more radical prostatectomies or less these days? It is uh, probably in aggregate, you know, as a percentage of what we're doing, we're doing fewer prostatectomies as a percentage because we're doing a lot more HIFU, high-intensity focused ultrasound. Okay. But the numbers are increasing because, you know, as I get busier and the practice gets you know, busier. Oh, I see. You know, so, so, so the, the pie is getting bigger, oh, <laughs> even see. if the slice is getting smaller. And if you go to a surgeon or a urologist who doesn't do the radical prostatectomy, yeah, then you're probably not going to get offered the radical prostatectomy, right? Because I mean, they want to keep you in the in the practice, or, or or they don't because they don't do it. I mean, that's how that's that's I think that's a natural tendency. I mean, if your if if your mechanic doesn't fix carburetors, is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> is there a carburetor anymore? I don't know. I, I get your point. I don't know. If they don't fix flat tires, then your tires always full. <laughs> In any case, uh, <laughs> the bias of your of your urologist will often change uh, what therapies you're given. Right. Most urologists do not do HIFU, high intensity focus uh, mm-hmm. uh, ultrasound. In fact, there's probably less than fifty in the country that do it. Wow. So guess what? If yours doesn't do it, you're not getting offered. You ain't it, getting you know? it. And if your urologist never learned how to do a robotic prostatectomy because they trained too late or they own a radiation center or whatever, then right. you're probably not going to get offered that with the same degree of certainty that you would get by a surgeon that does a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So getting a second opinion on your prostate cancer is really important. The technology is fascinating. It is. It's fascinating. Even for someone like me who has no interest in this, except from what I hear from you. (laughs) I know. And (laughs) you know know what's even better is sometimes you think that, that we've achieved perfection. You know, I remember when we did the open radical prostatectomy and we could finish one in like an hour and 40 minutes and you felt like, the, you know, 
the bee's knees and you did everything perfect and you didn't think there was any way things could get any better. And then, and then somebody stuck a robot in there. It was like, oh, yeah, everything, <laughs> everything you learned was dumb. <laughs> and thank now, you. Thank and, you, AI. And now the surgeons that are coming out are new doctors that have come out. Uh, they've never done an open radical prostatectomy. Oh, wow. So yeah. if they get into trouble, they're going to have to call me. Yeah. But they don't get into trouble because they're so well-trained on the robotics that right. they can really get themselves out of trouble no matter what. Oh, my goodness. And so that's that's a fascinating change, and uh, we look forward to continuing innovations in urology. Mm. If you want a second opinion or you want to become our patient or learn more about radical robotic prostatectomy, how do they get a hold of us, Donna? You just call us right away at 512-238-0762. We promise to answer the phones now. We have so many people waiting on your call. Our website is armormenshealth.com. Where we're like a, we're like a, uh, you know, a public television uh, uh, charity drive. We are. We're all sitting around <laughs> going, somebody answer that phone. We can get you in as quickly as possible. But send us your questions too at armormenshealth.com. Submit those anonymous questions that we'll answer for you as quickly as possible. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast and sharing it with your friends. Thanks, Dr. Mystery. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.